Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. <laughs> yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling to messy situationships and conscious and coupling from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text, sex, regrets, or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it. Ah, yeah, you are invited. Ah, needing therapy. I guarantee, baby, we got it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Naomi. My name is Andy. And we're a real-life couple. (laughs) My name is Andy, and I'm here to say we're a real-life couple, real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple of different questions from a couple of different listeners. You threw me because you sounded like a robot slash somebody who didn't know their own name. That's what I was really thrown by, because it was really like, my name is Andy. And that's what really got me. In my head, I was Grandmaster Flash. Okay. Well, Uh honey, we all are. We all are in our heads. Yep. Yep. We are coming to you on a Sunday. It's overcast in LA, which I personally find freeing. All right. When that sun hides behind them clouds, I said, thank you. Go somewhere. Now I can be me. Yes. And (laughs) being you and being us is uh, introverted. We don't want, we, we fear the sun. Uh, inside our hearts are golems. You also fear just outwardly with your family history of melanoma. Yes, of course. Uh-huh. Of course. But like, I think it, it naturally, like, we kind of, when it's not sunny out here in Los Angeles, you know, we settle into our natural selves. Which is uh, sitting in the house, mm-hmm. uh, having a nice little midday nap and not feeling guilty about it. Okay. That's what the overcast allows for. I really felt like we were leaning into Cozy Sunday today. Yes, and then we're like, oh shit, we gotta record the intro. Oh yeah, we forgot. We do have a podcast every week until we die. We have got to record an introduction. <laughs> I'm okay, you guys, I am joking. I said every week until we die, but we will be taking a brief little holiday break. Yeah. Okay, because that's about self-care on my end. And then I had to convince Andy that it was important to him too. But really, I needed to take a break so we could, you know, come back strong, come back refreshed, come back excited again yeah but usually we are a month ahead so actually it'll be past when one of us dies you'll hear us from the grave you'll hear us from the grave if we continue to record so far in advance as we have been uh, uh speaking of aging naomi <laughs> uh the day this drops tomorrow wednesday is your birthday yes yes wednesday december 7th ain't that the truth how's that hitting you this year like it does every year. Not always, though. I, I think I've always been anxious about birthday parties and planning a gathering. And, you know, certainly in the last five or so years, I've given up. But 
Um, I think it's really just been in this later adulthood that the birthdays really have me like, oh, great. Mm-hmm. Another year older. What are you, what are you, what have you got to show for yourself? The doldrums? The doldrums. Um, but. I'm not going to like sit here and name things. No, don't. Please don't. But you do have <laughs> a lot to show. I, I just, I think it's interesting. I think we should all recognize that about all of ourselves. We all have a lot to show about ourselves. That's true. That's true. I think just surviving. I was going to say has, we survived. We as survived. the empire collapses, just surviving yeah. and like, you know, eking out any kind of like small bit of thriving, yeah. I think is an accomplishment that we all, I, I don't think we, I think we are all comparing ourselves to like the top people wherever. Well, I think that's also part of this time of year that can be really, I think uh, it sounds silly, but I think it is coupled with the time of year where suddenly all the top 10 lists come out, the best of lists come out, the greatest things everyone, anyone's ever seen, heard or liked comes out. And because we live in a, we're in a business where a lot of the people in our lives are on those lists and part of that world, we're inundated with it, right? Mm-hmm. Like I cannot, I had to move Instagram to the back of my phone to the very last page. I had to make it so that I couldn't look at it as much. Sure, should I delete it? Yeah, but I can't go that far yet. <laughs> okay, I'm not ready. Because it's like every single thing just seems like, okay, you got this, you got this, you doing this and not just doing it, but like you're being recognized for it. And I realized I was like, I was seeing stuff and it was just, I was in compare and despair. And I was like, nope, not having it. I don't need it right now. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what the best podcast of the year was. As much as I've been out here. Even though so many people listen to couples therapy. And in fact, if you look at the. We're we're lucky. Okay, we're lucky. Filled with gratitude. Can we pivot? Tell me to update you had. Yeah, we can pivot. I just want to say this though, David, with your, your Instagram journey, you're where I was after I gave up beef. Really? Go on. Yeah. Go so, on. Tell me how Instagram's like beef. Well, you moved it to the back. That was me giving up beef. Soon you'll give up pork, uh-huh. and then it'll be a struggle, but you'll give up chicken and turkey. Okay. And then it'll be, and I never ate safe food. I never ate safe food. Yeah, safe food. I'm on a safe food diet. If I say food, I eat food. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's funny, because yeah. my first thought was Amanda Seyfried's food. <laughs> I eat whatever Amanda Seyfried's eating. Yeah, exactly. That's my diet. <laughs> oh my God, honestly, might even help us both. Mm, if celery. If we safe food di- diet. Just celery. All right. We got an update now. I mean, do you remember in Jen Tullock's episode, we got a question from an eccentric widow? Yes. I still think of the eccentric widow often. Yes. Oh, my God. We had an update. Yes. I'm, oh, I so appreciate you taking the time to fill us in because a lot of us are with you. Here we go. Hi, Naomi and Andy. This is a follow-up. You gave me advice in Jen Tullock's episode about the loss of my spouse. Listening to you all offer advice and support makes me feel like the Grinch whose heart grew three times that day or something. It made me feel special and cared for, and thank you for that. It gave me something to go back to on days when I need perspective on how hard things have been. It's been about four months since my wife died and I have been learning a lot about grief. Sandy, you were right about being petty. Uh, I think that old joke is kind of right. Uh, the only certainties in life are what? Death, taxes, and being mad that somebody never did the goddamn dishes. <laughs> the reason people tell you to drink a lot of water is because you're going to cry so much. I mean, just a, you've got to replace those fluids. Otherwise, I feel like I'm... Tootin' Tommen over here. I binged a lot of content, uh, most of which I don't remember, but it, it did its job. 
I learned it's not necessary to come back from tragedy better or stronger or inspirational. Uh, honestly, I don't think there's a coming back at all. I feel like I'm being taken apart and put back together every day. I feel really uh, different. And uh, lastly, I guess, um, I know it's cheesy, but my wife started her transition at 36, and the last couple of years of her life were some of her happiest. So the best any of us can do is to try to live with courage and be authentic and keep showing up even on really bad days. And that's what I'm doing. And you're helping me do that. So thank you to your book and to Jim. Eccentric widow, I love you. <laughs> that was such a sweet message and so honest. And just like the first time, we appreciate you keeping it real. Don't you think, Andy, keeping it real with us, telling yeah. us, it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, I may not come back from this. It's not like I'm coming back from this like a fucking Zen master or some shit. I I'm think in it's, it, I'm hurting, I'm managing. I think that's honestly one of the best encapsulations of what grief is, is that you don't come back. You Any kind of like a, these these major changes in your life, you are completely changed forever. Mm-hmm. It's the, uh, you know not to always refocus the stuff to like COVID or something like that. But like, I think that's what our entire society is going through now is this grief. And, and like, instead of like a lot of people are trying to recapture what life was like before, instead of just like embracing, we're all changed Mm -hmm. and let's all like have a live a changed life Mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, let's deal with the grief. Let's face the grief. And just, and yeah, and move forward with that knowledge, move forward, transformed. Right. Right. As opposed to like, I'm back stronger. It's like, no, you're a different person. And that different person might be stronger, might not, but you're a different person now. Right, right. Um, and what she said about her partner. Partner, yeah. That feeling of, you know, yeah, living as who she wanted to be in those final couple years. You know, and she, she never saw her happier. It's like, you know, that's a lesson for all of us. Mm-mm. Honey, whoo, honey. We already starting off with the real. I ain't even ready. <laughs> I ain't even ready. Coming up here for clapped as hell. Oh, Lordy, Lordy. Almost 40. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> hey, Naomi. You know what is uh, not just almost 40, but way over 500? What? God, by the way, this is a terrible segue from being real into... <laughs> Into, so I'm just going to acknowledge how terrible it is to move us into the next part that okay, we plan okay. to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, we said before that uh, if we uh, got to 500 page pals, that we would have a Patreon hangout, mm-hmm. and we we're going to do that. We're going to do it on the 18th. Yes, we keep our word. Okay, so there's going to be two of them because our Zoom only allows 100 people in, and I think that should accommodate most people. One at 2 p.m. 2 p.m. PST. PST. On Sunday, December 18th. Not PFT, not Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> Pacific Standard Time. <laughs> and one at 3.15. 3.15. So the first one, 2 to 3 PST. Second one, 3.15 to 4.15 yes. PST on Sunday. Now, this is for the Patreon only. Okay, so you're going to get the link. You're going to get the info. If we'll send it out the patch. day of. I'll put a, yeah. a, a link up. So just check your email then, and then we'll have... We'll take questions, comments, pop up at the mouth. You know, the general things. You know, the things only the insiders can know about, obviously. I'm sure people will have wedding questions, you know? Um, so Will we that, have wedding answers? That's the question. That's the question. I don't know if we will. But 
We will be there, so that will be very, very fun. If you are interested in joining the Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash pod For $5 a month, you get two bonus episodes. And, and some extra stuff. And extra stuff. Uh, just a couple weeks ago, I ran through, like, my new 45 minutes of stand-up with the Page Pals. Like, you know, we come on Zoom. The Inside Caucasia pilot's up there. The Inside Caucasia pilot. <laughs> um, we do a lot of little, just little bits and pieces for the friends. So think about it if you're in the mood for it. Mm-hmm. Speaking of not just bits and pieces, but the rest of the episode, Nami, who is our guest today? Our guest is the hysterical, kind, lovely Alyssa Lynn Paris. You know Alyssa. Maybe you know her online for all of her hysterical character videos. Yes. You've seen her on Flatbush Misdemeanors on Showtime. She also has an hour-long stand-up special called No Bad Days, which is out now on Peacock. Yes. Alyssa is wonderful. And we, like, got into it this episode. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it was, like, our longest. Obviously, we knew her in New York, but not super close. And so this is our first time kind of really getting into it. Yeah, yeah. Her and Luke were on when we were doing the Twitch show during quarantine. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But yeah. I think this is our first time having like a real conversation with her. We like, yeah, it really, I, I I, guess I was kind of surprised. I didn't know that we would kind of get into some of the stuff we did. And I don't know if she did either, right? Like it's funny because like, we also, <laughs> but you also know how we are too, where I go, look, I don't know what you're used to doing, where you have these voices and these people, but I need to know your heart. Okay. <laughs> That's what we're doing here tonight. And Alyssa really came, honey. She really, she said, open heart, loose butt. Can't lose. Uh, she uh, followed the assignment. What is the thing? <laughs> she understood the understood assignment. The assi- <laughs> no, that's good, babe. That's good. That she good. smelled the assignment. Is that the right phrase? That's the phrase, sis. Jesus Christ. That's it, sis. I am like, I am like two years away from rapping granny. I really am. <laughs> I really am. Jesus. Well, before we get to rapping granny, why don't we get to Alyssa in Paris? Roll it. So I missed it. Did you just wake up or do you have allergies or both? Yeah. So the question was asked. Now, everyone, folks at home, it's 12.02 p.m. (laughs) And I was asked, did you just wake up or do you have allergies? And um, I do not have allergies. So (laughs) (laughs) that was sort of the answer. Um, Yeah, I I just got on Be Real a few days ago, which I love. I'm loving it. It's really nice. And I woke up and it was like, you're two hours late to your Be Real. And... (laughs) I was like, I, I saw all my friends post and I'm, I've been dead asleep for, I slept two hours past a, a time when I should have been awake. It's 12. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hold on. There's, the, <laughs> there's no time you need to be awake. I forget. Like, look, the reason we have these kind of jobs yes. is because our bodies go by different rhythms. Yes. <laughs> That's I, I stay, I write best from 10 a.m. to 2 oh, p.m. Oh, you mean 10, 10 p.m. to 2, to 2 a.m. Me there's my, too. Now, I would love, now, Naomi, are you like that or do you like the morning? It's interesting. The point is, I don't sleep regularly. What yeah. I do love is a midday nap. Okay. Mm. I really struggle to stay asleep. I usually wake up to pee and then all bets are off. Interesting. And so yes. there's nothing I love more than a good, you know, if I had my druthers. If I had my druthers, my work day would probably be 11 to 4. Nice. Max. And then Max. you'd nap? Now. In a perfect world, I'd be napping three to five. Three to five, baby. Three to five is like, see, that's very interesting because my problem is falling asleep. So for me, a nap is like a nightmare because then uh-huh. that adds another time I have to fall asleep and wake myself up. So for mm-hmm. me, it's, yeah, I, I don't nap. But I also love, I love a nighttime write. I love writing and being creative at night. Mm-hmm. Folks, if you're if uh, you're feeling like you uh, you want to get into the entertainment industry. Yes. 
get a sleep disorder first. That will help. That will help. That will rearrange your life so that you have to, because part of this, you know, part of like really like um, going the long haul in this (laughs) is just committing to it. Yes. I thought you were going to say being mentally unwell. A sleep disorder. Well, that's part and parcel, but a sleep disorder is step one. Everyone's always like, oh, you got to take improv classes or you just got to start writing. You got to make videos on TikTok. No, No. get yourself a sleep disorder. Yes. And that will rocket you on the path to stardom. Because then you go, okay, what can I do? If I have, I can be a doctor. Or I can be a stand-up comedian. And who wants to go to school for 10 years? You know? So then you go, you you come to this one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's the only way. It's the only way. Wow. Now, how do we begin? There's like a lot I want to know about Alyssa. You know what I mean? Because Alyssa is, you know, largely the Alyssa I met was a character performer, right? Yeah. So I'm used to seeing you. <laughs> Who's the real Alyssa? Revving up to do the character or doing the act- actual character. So like, this is like my chance. Sometimes I really take these podcasts and use them as my chance to ask every question I've ever ha- wanted to know. Yeah, there's not a lot of info on you online. I will. <laughs> yeah. Greek. All, everyone just says like, she's Greek. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, it's so true. I, I... I, you guys told me to like say the tagline. I was like, open up your heart. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect, but I was no, like, there perfect. it is. Right, there but you're right. Is. You're right. It's 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 certainly uh, yeah more comfortable to be in a in a large character because then you got all these. This, Where are you from? Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Seekonk, Mass. Okay, I assume Jersey. You see these things just coming uh-huh. to my head. I also kind of assume Jersey. I was. I know. Uh, <laughs> well, it's very weird, but the pro- the accent that I do is from my mom, which is Cranston, Rhode Island, and then I went to school in Providence, Rhode Island, and that accent is very similar to like New Jersey or Long Island. Oh, okay, yes, yeah. yes, yes, a little Long Island. What are you a RISD kid, Brown? What'd you do? No, 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 kid. I, 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 I the smarty, the smarties. No, I was at I was at LaSalle. That was a high school. Yeah. No, I went to college in Vermont, but I I went to high school like r- like right near Brown. Okay. Yeah. Mm. All right. All right. So these small towns, and then after, mm. so you mm. give us a little touch mm. of Rhode Island, little Vermont, and then you said big city for me, NY Sizzle. Absolutely, Vermont. I was feeling a little suffocate. I loved it. It's beautiful, and now I like crave the mountains all the time. But when I was there, I felt very just like I wasn't a good version of myself. Um, I, what do you so mean then, by that? Um, that's where I, it's hard to know, but that's where a lot of my shit started, or maybe it was always there and that's where it like got exposed. But that's where I like, I just got very depressed and that's where I got an eating disorder. And I just was so like, I just wasn't happy. Um, and then, so I was like, I got to get as far away. And I remember the first day getting to New York and just being like, I can, uh, Mm. this is, Mm. this is really, this is great. Yeah, I get that. Um, but again, it's like how much of that was just, it was once I got to New York, it was just nice to be like, oh, there's a constant like humming and buzz. I don't have to just be alone with with my Me. brain. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. energy of it was – yeah, I think, you know, any place, right? People are just – I think especially in New York, I think it is a place where you're kind of in tune to the energy or you're not, you know? Yes. I fully understand when someone's like, the place is too busy. I can't yes. fucking take it, right? Like I get that. And I think yes. certain personalities are like, oh, no, I like knowing yes. stuff is always happening. Yes. yes. And then it's interesting because then L.A. is almost – closer to Vermont it's almost like Mm -hmm. back to and so I do think it's all just like a mental thing of time and place because now I like New York but I'm I'm, I love LA so I bet I'm like maybe I would like Vermont now I think it was just I hadn't sorted out the stuff in my brain so then it was like 
uh, anywhere that forced me to be with it was not good. Yeah. Are you yeah. saying that Naomi and I, in hating LA for five years, going on <laughs> longer than five years now, <laughs> that we have not settled our shit? And still desperately claw for New York. <laughs> York. I said New York. New York. <laughs> you claw for New York. No, I also think that like it could just be like New York is also the, the most amazing city in the world. So it's also a great I think if you like New York for the I, I yeah, I don't know. New York is it's okay to like New York. It doesn't mean you're a you have a messed up brain if you like mm. New York. But I think well, I was, you, I I was almost using brain. I was like using New York. But I also did do, do have a messed up brain. Yeah. I do think that like um, the more distraction I can have and the more busyness I can have, I notice that I am much better when yes. I'm busy. And I think it's also just a nature of, again, between our sleep disorders, the work we do, <laughs> there's a lot of downtime. Yeah. And I think it's also part of why I was so hesitant to even try to forge this path because I knew I'm not. I know I'm not someone who's good with an ebb and a flow, right? Like when yeah. it's busy, I'm great. And when it's down, I'm not a self-motivator. So I don't know what to do with that in-between time. Yeah. I haven't learned it yet. And New York is your New York is nice in those in-between times. It almost like gives you a jolt. Whereas here, the in-between times, they're so – you really have to like get yourself mm-hmm. up because it's – Well, yeah. look, our listeners always hear about how much we hate this place. <laughs> so we've got to pivot before people yeah. hang up. Well, so I my- can – Yes, I can also. Yes, okay. I, I am a pro LA, so if we ever need it, I can yeah, speak you can on give us why that I love energy. it. Yes, you can yes, give yes, us that yes, energy. Yes. So yes, my yes, question yes. is: Did you hate Vermont because you are so right wing and Vermont is so? <laughs> it's such Bernie. Country. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Bernie this, Bernie that. I said, get me out of here. Yeah. Um, no, I. Um, God, Vermont is so so beautiful. It's crazy. It's so pretty. It's, it's so picturesque. It's, it's gorge. Uh, wait, are you yeah. and Luke still together? Yes, we are. He's he's in the yes. other room. I was going to ask. I was going to well, say. Well, this is my next question. Okay, this is couples therapy, no less. You've been in a relationship for a very long time. Very long, I would say right? Yeah. How many years? Uh, six. That's a long time for baby comedians because you're going through not that your babies in comedy, but your babies and also comedians. You see what I'm yes, yes. And so much is happening in your lives. Yeah. To be able to go on that road together. And we were, yeah, we were baby comedians too. It's like, it is, we've talked about that a lot. You know, we've really grown up together because when yeah. we first met, we were, you, I mean, yeah, we were both like very early out of college and very early starting open mics. And yeah, now we, yeah, we've grown up together. Well, is it, and so did you like him because he was tall? Is that what it was? Yeah, that was it. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, yeah, he was tall and I was like, yeah, let's, fine. That's perfect. <laughs> Fine. Want, yeah, that'll do. Great. Uh-huh, Great. Uh, I want a slender man. I want to- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my mom's four eleven. I knew what I had to do. I right. said, okay, yeah, we gotta yeah. Um no, I mean we were we were good friends first. You were, okay. uh, I would say. Yeah. We were we yeah. met through comedy. Mm-hmm. He was so funny and we were in the same sort of friend group. But mm-hmm. it was always like we would hang a little bit longer. Okay. So you were crushing before you got together. And then your pinkies touched. <laughs> no, actually, do you uh, – um, yeah. Yes. Say it. Say it. Say it. I don't I'm care if he's in the other room. Say, say it. it. And then if if he tells me I can't say this, then I'll let you know. But um, <laughs> I – I so we were like flirting for a while. We were flirting for a while, but it was like we were still friends. So we weren't, tr- you know, that period where you don't want to make the assumption that maybe this is more. Maybe we're just very friendly. And then <laughs> I 
my dad was like sick at this time. And so I had gone away to be with him for a bit and I was coming back to the city just for a chunk. And one of the days was Valentine's day and I had a show at Legion bar. If you remember Legion bar, uh-huh. if you ever went there in Brooklyn. And so I like invited him. I was like, you should come to my show. It's on Valentine's day. You should, you should come. Let's hang uh-huh. out. And he came and he brought one of our other friends. <laughs> <laughs> and that friend stuck with us for throughout the whole night and then like even beyond and he was trying to get us to like go to a club he kept being like come oh on let's go gosh. and i was so mad at luke i'm like why would you bring this guy <laughs> and then i think at like 1 a.m or something oh. he left and then we we smooched and then yeah that was it do we know why he brought that person i mean bring it in the room i need to know why he brought the guy luke <laughs> I don't know if he probably has headphones in. I'm sure he was also like, well, what if I, like, I don't want to misread this either. I'm sure it was like a nice buffer of like, in case she does just want me to come to her show, then I can play it off like, yeah, we're just coming to see your show. Um, Uh So, yeah. But I remember being like, oh, my God. It's it's Valentine's Day. I invited you here. And you got our, but, but yeah. But it's hard with the shows because I will say like one of the first dates I put in quotes that Andy invited me to was to see a UCB show. And I oh, had nice. no idea that was a date because I'm like, right, that's what right, we right. do. I was like, we met doing improv. So if you, you say thought it was like going to work. Exactly. I was like, right. oh, we're going to have a hang. So it is hard when the invite is like the thing you do. So true. Because it's hard to tell if it's like, is this romantic or is it more like, I want a friend at my show. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. I could have been just trying to get butts in seats. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bringer. It, it was, was a bringer. It was a bringer. <laughs> As a bringer at Legion, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it can be tricky. It can definitely be tricky to read the signal, but I would have definitely, but I would have also, if I had been Luke, I would have like sent that guy a text being like, leave now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like after like a couple hours being like, get out of here. Exactly. And actually now that I'm thinking back before that, the time when we started really like vibing was we were booked on a different show together and then we got to the show and the show got canceled and then we went across the street and we went to the bean and we just hung out for a while. I think till like the bean closed and it was so fun. Yeah. And I remember being like, Ooh, that was really fun. And now obviously you guys live in LA is living in LA. Is this when you guys moved in together or had you been living together before in New York? No, actually, yeah, this was our first time living together. Um, we lived down the street from each other in Brooklyn, which was nice. We were almost always at each other's place, but we still had our own spots. And then I moved here first, and mm-hmm. then Luke moved here, like, right before the pandemic, not thinking he was going to be here long term. So we were in, like, a one-bedroom that I was subletting that was furnished. And then during the pandemic, we were like, all right, let's move into our own place. So then that was the, this is our first place that we've like both been on the lease for. Okay. And we've been here I now like two years. Furnished. <laughs> it's one thing to like be in a hotel or an Airbnb, but for long term, sleeping on a stranger's mattress. Bed, yeah. I don't know. Well, it's interesting. You know, it's all very, I, that's the way I lived for like a long time. I would just hop furnished sublets, furnished sublets. Like I oh, was really? sort of a big, uh, I don't, I'm almost the opposite. I really like being like, yep, great. This works for me. This is someone else's thing. All the decisions are made. I can just live my life. Mm-hmm. So when I first moved here, I was in a furnished sublet and then I moved to another furnished sublet. And so I think, and I was even trying to get us to move into a furnished sublet after this. And Luke was like, <laughs> no, we're getting our own stuff. Yeah. 
What is that about? Are you just like trying to be a Rolling Stone? You don't want to have anything weighing you down? You don't I... mind piss stains? <laughs> yeah, I love bed bugs. I love bed bugs. Uh, <laughs> I love them. I can't get enough. Yeah, I think so. I think it's that I love the f- I love the feeling of uh, I had like a college professor once say like never have a basement, never have a an attic. And, what's that and it's like, what's that guy's thing? Now, now you look back and I'm, what's that guy's thing? But at the time, I was like, he's a genius. But my parents <laughs> lived in the same house. Like, I lived in the same place my whole life. And they built it and lived there so much for like, you know, 35 years, whatever. So I think I knew what that felt like. And so mm-hmm. I was almost excited by the opposite of that. By like, mm-hmm. oh, what if I, what if I never am? Um, if, what if I can be just sort of on never the go. accumulate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I accumulate. Now I now but I. See, but this is the thing. I think is there something else going on there in terms of being afraid to put down roots, and definitely make these connections, right? Because you're saying now, because I mean, especially too, as you said, this idea of paging Dr. Freud. Liz isn't that complicated. She's like all of us. Okay, right. She's yeah. like all of us. Yeah. Oh, do, do you love to hear that from a stranger? This <laughs> is not that complicated. Well, no, I think none of us really are. Like, if you no, we're like, really like, exactly. Like, we're like all very easy. Yeah. yeah. But but you were talking about because for instance, like because something that I think is interesting is that as I said, knowing you as more of a character person and how easy it is for you to slip into that. But then the fact that, you know, you did put out this special that is about, you know, loss and kind of you getting real. Yeah. And sort of where does that, you know, was that born out of this change in you? Like, did you go to therapy? Was it in being in this long-term relationship? You know, kind of what made you ready to go there publicly? Well, I have sort of a crazy twist. Okay, we love it. Which is that in a way, it's actually the opposite. I, um, when my dad was dying, I wrote these like, blo- I, I almost wasn't doing comedy. I wrote these blogs that were just not funny at all. They were just about what was happening um, and about the, the feelings I was going through losing my dad. And then once I lost him, and then this was before I had done any, you know, real acting or, or character comedy. And then I did immediately that, a version of that solo show. Mm-hmm. And I ran that for a couple of years and I wasn't really doing other taste comedy. And then, man, I would just cry so much doing that show towards the end of the run. It was so heavy. And my mom was in a tough place and I was just like, it's enough. And so I went almost full steam ahead in the other direction. Oh, and I went into character comedy, joy, big wigs, like sketch mod. I was just very like, get me as far away from myself as possible. Hmm. And then in the pandemic, this opportunity just came up to revisit the show. I, I don't know if I would have even sought it out, but it came and then it was like, all right, I need to now revisit the show and then in revisiting it i do think i spent more time with myself again and was like oh yeah i've been ignoring some of these parts for a while but in a way it was almost the opposite it was almost like i think that it was all too much for me and then i just ran as quickly as possible in the other direction for a while yeah Mm. yeah 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 Yeah. Mm. naomi you went from freud to uh Woodward and Bernstein put it on. Not so normal after all. I huh? <laughs> guess I'm a little complicated, aren't I? <laughs> well, well, well. <laughs> well, well, well. Yeah. No. Well, see, this is my tact. Okay, this is my tactic, honey. I, I tell you what I think, 
and then I put you on your heels, and then you got to explain yourself. No, what did I say? Oh, I said too much. <laughs> that's How's that happen? Happen? <laughs> By the way, I don't want to talk about UCB, but just for the listener, Maud. Oh. <laughs> Mod night was the UCB sketch night. So I was going to let you. it go, Auntie. I was going to let. I was going to say, "Hey," and I was like, "I won't even." I know when I listen to podcasts and someone says something, and I'm like, "What the fuck is that?" And then no one explains it. You get sad. It, yeah. <laughs> I, get mad. I get mad. I get furious. I I'm get like, sure. "What are you talking about?" Uh huh. You're right. You're right. That's very nice. Yeah. Of you. So wait, is Luke your first long-term boyfriend, or have you had other paramours in your past? Yeah. Now, for the nature of what you just said, could you explain paramour to me? <laughs> lover. I just didn't want to say the word lover. Oh, lover, lover, lover. Okay. Well, I wasn't obviously, sure if that was a, kissed a word. or hooked up. But like, I'm saying, like, had you had a lot of boyfriends? Were you someone who was like booed up? You know, a gal who went from boyfriend to boyfriend. Well, well, well. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> well, okay, so. I want to so, leave that pause in there, by the way. Uh, just so to. everyone knows that that was like the, that pause. I'm leaving it in there. I'm purposely not editing it out. Right. No. That wasn't right. a, that wasn't a lapse in right. Internet. That exactly. wasn't a, that, that wasn't was a technical amazing. issue. Yeah. Well, um, so no. Yes and no. I was like I in high school just never really like I would date people for a few months or a couple months. And I fell like madly in love this summer before I went to college and was like obsessed with this person was like, we're going to be together forever. Went to college. We were, he was older than me. So he was out of college in Indiana. He was in a college, whatever. Somewhere, <laughs> somewhere, somewhere away, somewhere yeah, away, somewhere, somewhere, somewhere far away. Um, <laughs> and then he, uh, he like, I remember maybe pre Thanksgiving just broke up with me over the phone. And I like was, Distraught. Well, you know, first love. I was just talking with my friends about this when, like, you don't know it's a possibility that that can happen. Hmm. It's almost like bombing for the first time, where you're like, you. It's so big because you're like, I didn't even know. Like, you love so freely because you're like, well, this will never end. And then when it drops, it's it's bigger than just that person. It's like right. It's a betrayal. You're like, oh, life can go. Life can. That's it. That's it, I think. I think – and so, like, in the time, it was so him. But now that I'm older, I'm like, no, that was very just, like, yeah, realizing, oh, life, this can happen. You can put yourself out there and be vulnerable and get hurt. Um, but I didn't <laughs> – yeah, I didn't like that feeling. So then that's, I think, when I, I almost was like, oh, let me not let that happen again. Um, mm. So that's – took a while after that at that point i didn't i dated people on and off for a bit but i don't think i ever really like committed to someone that openly or freely for for a while afterwards um and so was and then luke is my longest person and then i mean i dated a wonderful person in college as well who's great and we dated probably for a year and a half or something but it was still it was just different it wasn't like i like i had closed a part of myself off for sure after Mm. that that took me a while to open back up yeah. What was your process of opening back up? Because you do seem very self-aware and you can look at yourself and the things you did and say this is why. And I'm yeah. curious how you were able, how you got there. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think life and years and a lot of therapy and You are not 70. You're like <laughs> looking back, you're like the years, the time when I was younger. Looking back. Oh, I guess <laughs> I'll have to just say Many moons ago, this was, of course. Um, and then she takes a sip from her mug, and it's a mug. Chamomile. 
chamomile. <laughs> it's in all the organ. nurses will let me have. Yeah. I'm waiting for Alyssa to pull a mask off like Scooby Doo, <laughs> and she's like an elderly woman. I've I've been elderly the entire time. I, <laughs> this is the greatest character of all. I've been being young. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think my dad. That stuff really fucked me up, and and I don't know. I mm-hmm. I, I I don't know if I'm. Yeah, this softening is something that is still a goal of mine. I think softening is still a goal of mine and why maybe I love acting because I feel acting is almost a way to be soft that's kind of safe. You can be really vulnerable because you know what happens in the end of the script. Uh, So I think that's sometimes when when I'm in a show or when I'm doing something and then I leave, I'm like, I have to try to be more like that in my normal life. I have to try to be able to act, but life is scarier because you don't know what's going to happen. So it's harder to be that open or vulnerable mm, yeah. uh, in life. Yeah. But, Acting as yeah. a chocolate covered marshmallow. Mm. Right. You got that softness, but then you've got a candy shell on the outside. That's okay. right. Candy shell. That's can right. I, can I tell you both something? Please. Only times I've ever had chocolate covered marshmallows were uh, Passover. It's a Passover say, treat. Yeah. Okay, yes. And they're, are they shaped as something? Because the Easter equivalent, I feel, is like a – they're big – they're like thin marshmallows that are oh, like shaped I know. as an egg or something. Uh, I know what you're talking about. I've never had them. Passover, so what are you describing? The, yes. This is the thing with Passover. Talk to me. Candy is substandard. Mm. Uh-huh. And it always happens yes. around – this is the, the problem – I think I wish Judaism figured this out because mm. because uh, you Christians you always <laughs> you have these it's it's almost like you picked we're gonna have an awesome holiday hey we're gonna have all these presents uh-huh. around yes. when you're just lighting a stupid <laughs> we're gonna have candy as far as the eye can see well you can't even eat a goddamn piece of bread yeah yeah now. Wow. It's messy. It's rude. So you're eating this, ca- and I'm eating these like little chocolate covered Pesadic candies. <laughs> these little chocolate covered Pesadic marshmallows, and it's just like well, it is. It is. It is really like Christianity was just like forget all the other stuff that <laughs> happened to us over the millennia. It is also just like like Christianity was just like uh, sticking a thumb in my eye. Real trolling. Yeah, trolling. Yeah. Christianity yeah. Well, really trolling. Well, guess what? How about another surprise? Now I'm Greek Orthodox. And Greek Orthodoxy, the Easter's, for whatever reason, are off. So there are some years where the Easter's from from a Christian, from like a Catholic Christian Easter, are off by four weeks or something. Oh. I could be dead in Lent. I could be no candy, no sweets in Lent. <laughs> and Easter, the Easter, I'm I'm ten, and the Easter Bunny's coming to all my friends at my uh. house. We're not even having sweets for another four weeks. Wow. So listen, I get it. I get it. I'm with you. Yeah. Well, okay. Also, aren't Greek Orthodox services like Three marathons hours long? Yeah, yeah, like not like just for, not just on the holidays, just like just regular, day, weekly, regular. weekly. Oof. It's Emphasis not on the Orthodox. I know, I know, uh, but we would we would have like uh, Sunday school, so the kids kind of got out of it a little bit early. So maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they would do it. Okay. Well, that's actually kind of a good hack because normally Sunday school would be a beforehand, you know, so you yep. have to do Sunday school and the whole thing. No, that's a lot. No, we would kind of get an exit, so it would be like halfway through. The priest would bring the kids to the front, talk to us, and then be like, "Okay, they can now go to Sunday school," and then the parents would have to stay for the rest of the my goodness the service. I know. It, 
how involved are you in Greek Orthodoxy now? Well, it's funny. I was thinking I would love to go to church. I was like, I should really go to church. Uh, I, I'm not that, but I'm still, I feel I'm still very culturally Greek Orthodox, mm-hmm. but in terms of going to church, I don't go that often, but I, I always find comfort in it. I do okay. really like going mm-hmm. still, but I don't, mm-hmm. I don't go Does that your often. Mom still but I, go? Yeah. My mom goes more than me, but not so much. My dad was very, very religious. So he was the one who come hell or high water. He was in church every Sunday, prayed every day and all that mm-hmm. jazz. Okay. Oh, wow. So okay. he was more. And then I think when stuff happened with him being sick, I think that that shook the everyone was kind of like, yeah, I don't know. It just we all took a break, I guess, a bit. Um, Do you have siblings? Yeah, I have a brother. Older, younger? Older, three years. You pals? Yes. <laughs> These are the most succinct. Oh, listen, we're, give me the facts. I'm getting the facts. Yeah, we're pals. We're... I was hair just, color? <laughs> same hair color as me. Blue eyes. Mm. Blue eyes. Um, he is a developer, so he's a mm. computer programmer. Mm. And he's... Old blue he, eyes, eh? Old blue eyes. And he's back in Massachusetts slash New York City. So he works in New York City with his wife. They both live in... And work in New York City, and then they go home to the weekends in Massachusetts. What? Yearly income? Yeah, so we're really close, but I, I wish that we – I wish we lived closer. Um, yeah. So we're not – you know, we're, we're – I wish I wish we lived closer, but yeah. we're, we're pals, and we really got through that year. My dad was sick together. The house mm-hmm. is, is um, in the process of – being it's sold so the house is now like turning over and i was just talking to my brother man that time was so hard and we you know it just flipped i I don't know what your guys's parental situation is but it was a very strange thing where like immediately my brother and i just like became the parents so Mm. i just we just remember at night once like our dad would go to bed and our mom was in bed we would like go outside on the front porch it was like very like you know you'd go outside on the front porch and just sort of get to chat and just be humans for a second before the next day started. And we got in this habit of ordering Domino's because, you know, whatever, it's a summer. It was like the only yeah. thing you could get late. There wasn't Postmates or whatever. Right. And I had Domino's this past weekend and I was just. Nah, it took you back to that time. Yeah, I was just like, wow, this was like, it's so, yeah, I think like survival mo- they, there was something so like yeah it, it but i was like oh man that was a that was a crazy and so the house leaving it's an it's a, it's an emotional time that that mm-hmm. time being um the show being done the house being gone there's something very like moving life is moving forward in a yeah. way that i am uncomfortable with yes. but have to accept yes <laughs> yes, 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 yes exactly yes, you're like, you're like sure. oh they basically it's like oh so you've told me i'm supposed to be past this <laughs> Yeah. You're like, I'm sorry. It is. <laughs> it's like, that was not. Yeah. yeah. Our, our parents are still alive, but we're getting to the age where we are making the rules that they have yeah. to follow. Right. And it's really like, this is last, I, I won't go too much into it, but like um, stuff for our wedding. Yes. We've had to tell them, no, this is the way it's going to be. Yes. You don't have a say in this. <laughs> right. And I, I, I've tried to say a little nicer than that. <laughs> But it's just like, no, this is how it is. And you've got to have – like, and, and I had to say something last week where I was like, holy shit. 
That was like how they used to talk to me when I was a kid. (laughs) And now I'm saying this to them. And it was really, really kind of um, uh, 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 disorienting. It is. Yeah. 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 It it is. And it's, I guess it's just part of how it goes. It just happens that, yeah. But I think it also like, again, because you are a little younger than us and, you know, you were younger when your father passed, you know, you were thrust into that. A little earlier, maybe ahead yeah. of schedule, ahead of your schedule, right? Because I think yeah. even me, I think it's also not just you're like, oh, that is what life is, right? Like we get older and then they need help. But then also that feeling of, I think there's also, it all depends also on your parent and how well they're able to navigate that change, right? The ease yes. of it, the, your ability to step into yeah. it fully depends on how uh, well they're willing to let you step into it. Totally, totally. And- a lot of them aren't. A lot of them aren't. And, you know, trying to understand that and accept that, but at yeah. the same time, do what you need to do. You know, great point. It's very, very hard. It's true. And I wonder because mine was like illness, it made it easy. Like, it's like my parents probably wouldn't have wanted to make that swap. They probably would have held on more tightly, but because there was like, they didn't have a choice almost. The illness ha- happened that, that, yeah. Because I do think my parents would have had a tougher time with that, mm-hmm. with that swap. But just yeah, yeah. Uh. I've learned, you know, my mother has a very tough time with that swap, and she's not really letting it swap. And yeah. um, I real like Charlton Heston with the you can uh, go ahead. You can take my gun out of my uh, <laughs> cold, cold dead, dead hands. hands. <laughs> you, can out of her. you can change. You can change the relationship with my daughter. With cold <laughs> dead hands. Well, it's funny. A friend of mine, uh, I was texting with her, you know, and she, one of the things she's like, it's a game of, she's like, it's a tug of war. And the only thing you can do is drop the rope. Mm. And how, and I was like, but how do I drop the rope with Put a person who, yeah. I don't, who will like, who wants, who playing the tug of war is kind of how she feels close. Oof. So it's really tough to drop that rope when oh, she, shit. right? Because in a way, the closest I've come to dropping the rope is moving across country. Right. Uh, the times I've been able to drop the rope, you know. And that really just lengthened the rope. Yeah. No way. Still, the rope's still there. It's just really long. <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally. So it's like, and it's, 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 really, it's just really interesting where she, because basically my friend, she's like, the only thing you can do is put up your boundary. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but I don't know how to. And, and again, this could also be exacerbated by being the only child, right? Oh, There's nowhere else yes. for her to put that energy and focus. And so it's like the only, I don't, I just, don't, I don't know how to kind of be there and be like, cause of course I love this person. Right. And of I course. do want her to be happy. But then at the same time, I don't know how to give her what would make her happy. Unless literally the only thing that will make her happy is if I just do whatever she tells me to do. Yes. And that's just so not how I live my life. I know. Now. It's a really tricky dance. It's a really tricky dance and also feeling like, you know, it's my mom. I know. I don't want to just like ice her out. Of course. But. Yeah, I I I definitely relate. And like I think that lengthening the rope is okay. That's that's a, like I think moving across the company country and lengthening the rope, then good. Okay. Maybe that is a way to be in the middle ground where you're like, you have the distance, you have the space, but also the rope's still there. And so you can still like communicate with her through that tug of war, like dance. Um, Cause yeah, when people say like, cut the rope off or like, it's like, well, that's easier. So yeah, that if that's how we are used, if that's how they're used to giving like love to us, well, that's scary because we don't want to lose love. Um, But we don't want, that yeah it's it's a 
it's a tough dance. And I, I have a lot of friends having babies and I see how much they babies need their moms. And I'm like, you know, it must be a trippy experience being a mom and having so much of your life be this child physically and emotionally needs you every second of the day. Mm-hmm. So you probably end up giving up a lot to, right. to give. And then all of a sudden you just have to, yeah. that person's gone. And then now you, so it's, it's well, complicated. Yeah. Our couples therapist, shout out to James McGever and we love him. <laughs> but one of the things he said to us once too, where he's like, you know, parenting, and of course I'm paraphrasing. He's, he's very eloquent. Okay. Mm. Uh, but like, you know, he's like, parenthood is a, is one of the life's great heartbreaks because you yes. put everything into someone. And if you are doing it right, they do go away from you. Yes. And he's like, he's like, and that's, he's like, and that's what you sign up for. And that's what yes. it is. And that's what is hard for, as I said, some parents can deal with it better than others. Cause it really is true. And I'm like, Oh fuck. And it's like, that's why I can't handle kids. Cause I, know <laughs> I would be a controlling mom. I would right. be a mom who was like, my kid would go on a sleepover and I wouldn't sleep all night. Do you know what I mean? I'd be right, like, what are they doing totally. over there? I hope the father's not a creep. Like, I would just be that kind of person. Of course, of course, Hacking same. Into a ring camera. <laughs> yeah. What they be trying to do it. Of course. But I think that, that the thing that, that your therapist said, which is really wise, is like, it is something that they signed up for. And that's probably the piece that maybe feels sometimes missing with our parents' generation is like, you did sign up for this. You signed up for letting us go. And I think, I know at least in my family, a big Greek family, they, their parents didn't sign up for that because they never let go. Like, they, like my grandparents lived with us. My, yeah. like, it was just like there was in mesh, there was not the letting go. That wasn't part of the deal. It was like, no, we all stay together mm. all the time. We have kids and then we just keep doing it. And our, you know, generation was the first, I think, to be like, no, we, we, we are gone. We are leaving. We are letting oh, go. Um, that's really interesting. Cause I think yeah. about like my parents, my dad moved back to Pennsylvania to care for his yep. grandmother, to help his mother care for her mother. Yes. Right. Yes. And so, and like that, he sacrificed whatever. Yes. To do family stuff. Whereas I did the opposite where I'm just like, peace. <laughs> <I'm out. laughs> totally. I don't know. Totally. What, what do you guys want from me? No, that's no. <laughs> well, yeah. that's true. Cause your father talks a lot. Cause I remember he always talks a lot about how much he loved New York and being in the city and he likes to visit. And I, and I was always like, but didn't you live there? And he was like, no, I moved to Pennsylvania pretty early. Uh, and then once that happened, he's like, I stayed. But he moved back. He moved back. But he's like, and that was it, right? Like there was yeah. no kind of going back to New York. Yes, there was. He was back in New York and then he moved back to Reading. But then he did not go back. Like, he yes, your the second time, yes, that's the second time he went there, there was no, because then after my great grandmother passed away, he still had mm. to then care for my grandmother. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's a never ending thing. And so I do think it, it, that's something I've had. Yeah. It's, and so they probably are, they thought it was part of the deal. Like, well, mm-hmm. we do this and then you do this. And then it's, but if we're the first ones to be like, wait, no, we're not doing that, then they almost feel a little cheated in a yeah, way. They were like, slighted. Well, yeah. They're like, I made you to take care of I, me. <laughs> it's basically it. Right. Like made, and it's like, what do you mean you're not going to do that? And I'm going I don't to. Think we'll expect, like, like the next generation, like, I think you can even, it's just, I think it will, I don't know. It feels like something that won't continue because people are more in therapy and at the very least more able to see, like, no, it's, it's my duty to let my, Kids well, my whole plan yeah. is to try to be rich. I've got to be <laughs> rich enough both to take care of my mother, but then, of course, again, as a childless woman in my old age, I need to be able to pay someone enough money to yes. want to take care of me. Yes. I've got yes. to pay you enough money that you can love me. Yes. Right? Because yes. I ain't going to have yes. a kid to make sure I don't get hit. And so we all know be. from wealthy people that that works out perfectly. <laughs> That's 
that's it. Money can buy love. We've heard it time and time again. <laughs> it's the only plan. It's my only no, plan. No, but it's 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 true. Like I, uh, yeah. There's yeah. Uh, money. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. It's the only, like I don't know what else. Like I fully plan to take care of my mother. Right. Like I know that is part of my Same. responsibility. Yeah. But it's also what if we we're, we have enough money where first of all we can afford real estate, but then we have. <laughs> Enough money where we can afford a place for, and we put all of them. Your mom. I know Andy's been saying this, putting all. Oh, three a little of them bit together. of a. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Or I was thinking even just a bed, like a like a, <laughs> a Willy Wonka. chocolate factory. Yes. Yeah, Willy Wonka style. <laughs> oh my god, a big god. ass bed. <laughs> yeah, head yeah. to foot, head to foot to maximize the space. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's really it is. It's complicated. It is. It's complicated. Yeah. Yeah. But we're doing it. We're doing it. We're going to figure it out. I think it, it, it's like, but also just a big part of it too is you got to accept where people are. Yep. It really is a different, you know, one thing I, I, I learned, I would say in my teens, my mother worked so hard to give me the life mm-hmm. she never had. Yep. Which now is part of why she doesn't understand the life I live. Right? Like she never had it. She made it something else. Totally. And there is a reason now. It's like this is kind of Moses. I don't mean that flippantly. I just mean literally like Moses was stopped from going into the go, promised land. Go ahead. Right? Uh-huh. Because Great. he was I mean, this is the 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 uh exegesis as it was taught to me. But basically like, well, he was born into slavery. He doesn't understand freedom. And in this new land, yeah. you have to understand freedom so yes. he died before they could get into israel wherever they yeah. were was it girl you ain't never lied ain't that the <laughs> truth because i do think a lot of the things you know like for instance when my mother comments on my weight and she's like very obsessed with me <clears throat> losing weight and then my cousin told me recently that my mother was talking about it with her too <clears throat> And how she was like, but her, but my mother's whole thing is like, Hollywood cares about people being skinny. And like, she's worried for me. She knows that I have a better chance at having a career if I'm thinner, because that is kind of how we all grew up. Right. Mm-hmm. But I was like, actually, in a way, in the last five years or so, we've started to accept that people have bodies. Yes. And it's like a new thing now that we let people yeah. have bodies and like be on TV and some stuff. Some people, a select some, few. Some. A select few, but, I but do, still some. But, right. This whole body positivity angle has made it such that like. I probably get a little more access to parts than I would have had like in the early aughts or something, right? Because mm. there's just been like, but I, but I know she is from an older school. Yes. But she doesn't realize where it's like, the thing, again, not that I, again, yes, I, the pants hurt. Okay, it hurts the button. Okay, <laughs> I, I do, I do, I do think that should be adjusted. However, her harping on it, like she doesn't realize like, actually, I don't need you to do this. And actually, like, I still am managing to do yeah. things even though I'm not the size you would like me to be. And also it's like, wh- right. E- like, why, why do you, why are you talking to the cousin about this? Like, like that's the other, like, <laughs> like, ah, I just can't imagine talking to my cousin. You know, it's like, I think it is part of that generation to have just meddling and, and worrying. And yeah, it's like, that. why? Well, I had to stop my mom the other day. Cause she was telling me about so many tragedies and I had to be like, I can't, can't hear about if i don't know the person then that's i can't hear about the tragedy it's too much Alyssa, I, just, I had to make a rule uh, with my dad so i remember one time we like took a bus down from new york and he picked us up and we get in the car yeah. and the minute we get in the car he's just telling me about relatives that died or like yes. diagnoses fa- family a lot of friends diagnoses. who have cancer now and i go okay 
new rule. I got in my Bill Maher mode <laughs> and I go, new rule. You can own you. If you tell me about something tragic, you also have to tell me about something positive. That's I love somewhere. that. I love that because that's what it comes down to. It's like, it's not that we don't, but yeah, give us some of that too. Give us, <laughs> that's right. You got to sandwich it. If you're going to get me this negativity, you got to sandwich it. Yes. Okay? Positive diagnoses positive. Okay. Something. Because <laughs> that's my thing is like, okay, like I think that it would just become something else. Like your mom talking about that, like it would be, it's, it just feels like it's always something that, mm. uh, that worrying is almost an easier place to put then what happens if you don't worry then you have to like then what then well this is what i said i'm like oh because i'm gonna try when i see her to kind of be like especially like don't talk about my weight but then she kind of shuts down and i'm like yes oh this is because this is your talking point and i really want to be like what have you watched recently exactly like let's pit you got anything else Exactly. And I think that, the, and I, I, I relate to that. The more, like my therapist always does it when I'm fixating on something by the end of therapy, it's like, oh, it's because I didn't want to think about the bigger thing that's under that. It's easier to worry about like, my hair looks bad than like, <laughs> than like, uh, you know, what if XYZ in my, right. or, you know. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. Like, yeah. Think about it like this. All the care that we put into whatever creative projects that's our parents putting that into us. We, we are their creative project. We are their yes. project. Honestly. We are the peacock special. That the <laughs> exactly. That, that, exactly. That your mother made or whatever. And she's sitting there in the edit. The edit is constantly going on. <laughs> yes. And she's yes. like, can you trim a couple seconds off of that one? Yeah. Can you touch up? Can you touch up? Is the there face? another angle? Like- <laughs> oh my God. That's so it. That's so it. And then what if someone goes, Oh, actually, we're taking all. You can't do any of that now. <laughs> that, that's scary too. That, what? What are you? Yeah. So it's it's true. It's that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. Okay. I think now we're we're in a good place and we're ready to answer some questions. Alyssa, are you ready to help some people? Absolutely. All right. We're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back after this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And we're back with Alyssa Lynn Paris, honey, here to help you handle your scandal. I gotta say, by the way, of the big pizza joints, Domino's is number one. I have to say, of the, if I was going to order, like, look, you right. know me, I'm a New York slice guy, okay? <laughs> But, I know that. <laughs> of course. But, but if we're at your mom's, Naomi, and oh, it's yeah. 11 p.m. and we still need to eat something. Yeah, you got to get that. We got Domino's. And I'm like, yeah, this isn't bad. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I know. Not slop. That's the official couples therapy line. Domino's. Cold. Not, Not slop. That's slop. Yep. I, like, I like their crust. I like it a little doughy. I like, I like it. it doughy too. Yeah, Me too. It's my thing. Yeah. All right. Okay. That was not paid. I just want to – that was stuck in my head from earlier. Um, So this first question comes to us. It's a voicemail, but then they wrote us with an addendum. Okay. Wow. A two-part. Okay. This this is a a two-screen experience. This is a two-screen experience. Okay. Here we go. And then I will read the addendum right afterwards. Great. Hi, Andy and Naomi. Um, My name is Asher. They, them. I have a friendship question. So I have a friend who – is straight and I'm as gay as the day is long and all they talk they, they want to talk about lately is just boys just boys every single text message every single FaceTime they want to talk about boys and that's fine I mean I think it's fine but I'm also just kind of like I don't know what else to say at this point and I don't know if it's just me being gay not knowing not caring that much about boys um, I don't know. I feel like friendship should have a little bit more than that. Um, uh-huh. This is like a long distance friend. We usually FaceTime and call each other. But I don't know. I don't know if I should say something and be like, hey, let's talk about something else. But I don't know how they'll react to that. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I don't, I'm worried that this friendship is kind of maybe they don't have anything else to talk about. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if I'm being kind of jerky by not wanting them to talk about that because maybe that's just what they want to talk about. Um, but yeah, I would love your advice on how to go about it in a very amicable way and not ruin any friendship or make anyone mad. Thank you. Here's the addendum. Hi, guys. I just called and left a voicemail, Asher, but I left something out that might have been important to the queue. The boys that my friend is constantly talking about aren't usually guys she's in a relationship with, but trying to quote unquote manifest. Because we're all into that witchy stuff. And I find that kind of weird and unethical. Interesting. It's it's someone's free will. And instead of focusing on themselves, it's always about relationships and trying to find love. It seems unhealthy to me, but but that also might not be my place. I just don't really want to hear about it. LMAO. Thank you, guys. Wow. Interesting twist on this. Okay, this manifestation witchiness. But now... Let's start with you, Liz. Do you have any friends who, or have you, you know, uh, back in the day, had had pals who were just like always talking about trying to get with somebody, getting with somebody, crushing on somebody? Yes, and actually, I have some thoughts on this. I think that, I think that you should say something, mm. and it's not about them, but I think clearly this is something that is 
that is affecting your friendship because you're probably not wanting to pick up the phone when they call. You're probably, your heart sinks a little bit every time you're doing a catch up because you're like, oh, we're going to have to talk about something that <laughs> doesn't, that, that, that I feel, she seems to feel immoral about. So that's important, I think. Mm-hmm. So, and then I, so basically my main thing is like, there's two pieces here. You want to say something. This is clearly affecting you. You're talking to us about it. And you don't want to upset this person. And I mm-hmm. think that those things have to become separate. I think you can't control the reaction. So I think you have to say, this is affecting my relationship. And I, I need to put up a boundary. I need to say something about it. I'm not sure how they're going to react. But that's not, that's okay. You know, if you mm-hmm. do it with love and they get mad like that, that's all right. I think what's bad is to not say anything and then slowly resent them. And likely mm-hmm. your friend doesn't know. And if you tell them and just say, hey, when we talk, would it be okay if we talked about some other things too? I, mm-hmm. I want to hear about other parts of your life as well. And I want to share about other parts of my life as well. And I don't, I don't love personally talking about this topic all the time. If that's okay with you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then that's it. And if the, then the only thing is you have to be, their reaction is kind of out of your control. So you have right. to be okay with, they might be mad or they might, but if, right. if, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That I, you heard a lot of ums there because uh, I was like, "That's healthy. This is a very <laughs> healthy." So before before Naomi and I talk, I just have a, a question for you. Were you have you where did where where did, <laughs> where did you learn to be direct? Yes. Or exactly because this is because what I would do is just resent them and stop talking to them. <laughs> right. Right. Even now, so, even after therapy, I would be yeah. like. I'd just be like, uh, I guess we're not on the same page about stuff. Let's just stop talking. Yes. Well, I am. Bi- ha- have you uh, have you guys ever read Codependent No More? No. No, but I've known the book. Yeah. That book really helped me a lot in my life um, because I think I worried so much for so long about like other people's fe- feelings. But then I, I learned that that was actually – that was not good. That was almost uh, like – yeah, not good for anyone. Um, because then I was, yeah, resenting people. And I, so that book really helped me. And the main thing is just, yeah, you have to be okay with, you can't control other people's reactions and you shouldn't act in a way that's trying to get a certain response from someone. Cause that's, that's kind of manipul, it's kind of manipul in a way. Mm-hmm. So instead, if, if, if you can be honest and be upfront, with love, you don't want to be like, you're immoral by talking about this. That's not going to help anyone. <laughs> That's not going to help anyone. But if you're honest, like, hey, I just want to say, and especially you're, you're, you're not, you're not even interested in boys. So it's like, that sucks. It's not, it's a one-sided conversation. It's not even anything that you can both connect on. So it'd be like right. if every time we called a non-comedy friend, we were like, duh, well, <laughs> I, I didn't, didn't get, get a call on. back. I didn't get a call back. Right. You're like, what? What does that even mean? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So you're like, I got a bitch about this booker today. And yeah. it's like, right. what? Know. what is a booker? I can't what care. Is right. Did yeah. you see who got JFL this year? <laughs> exactly. Oh They're like, God, what? Yes. I, yeah. They're like, I can't exactly. join you in this rage. JFL, <laughs> Jesus for what? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus for lovers. But kind of no more if you struggle with that, if you struggle with being direct or saying how you feel that that book is really that changed my life that was really a helpful that, book i've definitely heard good things you know that's been out there honey it might be the 45 year anniversary of that book exactly right? this is a book that's been out here doing the work for all of us exactly um, also asher i would say too I, I agree with you Alyssa, in terms of like saying something um because i do think that the your friend's response will be your answer because the only the thing that pinged me more than um 
they're always talking about boys and, you know, I don't care, is you were like, I don't know how they'll take it. Yes. And that for me is actually more of a red flag. Yes. We all have the stuff we're into and our moments. And I trust me, I used to be a real boy crazy, Stacey. Much much (laughs) of my younger, like like high school, middle school, like learners always, right? So I I know what it is to be in that headspace. But I would like to think that if a friend, especially a friend where our friendship is about the talking, this is because you guys don't get to see each other a lot, right? So it really is the FaceTime, the text message. Mm -hmm. And if someone said to me, every time we talk, you talk about this thing and I'm bored, I would hope that I'm somebody who can be like, okay, you got me. You got me, uh, you know, uh, embarrassed. Okay. But but also you're accurate and find something else or just say like, you know, or if it's like starting a conversation with what's going on with you, because it also sounds a little bit and that, you know, could be reading into this. Like it also sounds like this is a person who is then just talking about themselves the whole time. Right. As you yes. said, a one sided uh-huh. conversation. And yep. that to me is like, yeah, you want to change that. And I would think that if y'all have been friends and even despite distance, still keep in touch, this is a valuable friend in your life. So, yeah, unless it's a zombie friendship, there's the thing where it's oh, like, well. Where it's just like, well, we've been friends for so long, so we have to continue being friends, yeah. right? In that case, because I don't know, that kind of person that just like, I don't know, we we know people like that now. I mean, we dread talking to them, <laughs> where they're just literally like, they have nothing to say to you, or nothing to ask of you, and yeah. all they do is talk about themselves, and you and I yeah. are just like, Jesus, do we have to? Right, right. But you, yeah, you, you check in a bit less, you check in a bit less, but I think it's worth, again... If the friendship is, if the friendship means enough to you that you want to try to course correct. That's it. Exactly. Then I think you course correct. You try. You do your part. And you just say like, hey, can we do something else? And you'll see. You'll mm-hmm. see. If, if if they get defensive, yep. then that's your answer. If yep. they then stop reaching out to you or don't reciprocate when you reach out, that's your answer. Totally. But at least you tried to course correct as opposed to just being like, well, I just sat there and then eventually we just stopped talking. Mm. Right. Yeah, I can think I, that's it. Can I throw this other wrinkle in that I think is something, I don't know, it's just like, I don't, I'm not sure what to say about it, but when they wrote that they find it unethical, because it seems like there's something, that I don't se- under, I don't really understand, like the unethical, like the witchy, this is, the manifestation, like this is trying I, to, well, let me explain. Yeah. What I think is that they're saying is that like, if you, this is not my belief, but if you believe in that kind of stuff, you are manipulating people if you're yeah. trying to manifest someone and you believe that you can do that right, the power yeah your kind power of like which he means yeah then it's unethical to do it because you actually are manipulating some person energy right? yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The energy, energy the powers yeah like the that. yeah and to me that was like a under i mean maybe that goes away if like they then talk about uh cool cars or whatever other topics <laughs> are cool cars is that what you're into asher cool cars yeah no uh, witch hazel i don't know what, what, whatever the other if people... they start talking about cool cars i'd be like go back to the boys <laughs> forget it forget it let me hear about you know craig <laughs> <laughs> but like i maybe that goes away if if uh their friend starts talking about uh other topics but i don't know to me like ethical differences with your friends are always these like kind of stumbling blocks yeah and at some if it's if it's over the line of what you find acceptable then it's not something that you can get over unless true i think about friends of mine who i have ethical differences with who i'm just like that's ah, not that big a deal whatever it is right 
And then there's stuff where it's like, this is not friends of mine, but like we know family members who say voted for Trump. And I'm like, oh, that's too far. Right. That's that's absolutely too far. I'm just not going to, I'm not going to like interact with this person. Right. So true. Like it might be that, yeah, what Asher is realizing is, oh, I have, I actually have ethical differences with this person and I don't know how to remove myself from this friendship. That would be a, yeah, valid thing too. But I, yeah, so I think, it it just depends on how much they value this friendship and want right, to right. continue it. Right. Because I think because I think in part it is the addendum, I think the Asher might be okay a yes. little bit, right? If they don't have to hear about it constantly. You see what I'm saying? Yes. It's like, okay, if you're gonna do something that's not my jam, <laughs> can you not tell me every time we talk? Because I do have to hear it and then I get mad for a little bit and then I gotta shake it off. <laughs> Totally, totally. So that could be like that could be part of it. So I guess what we're saying is like try it, have the conversation, and there's a way you can bring it up. Uh, I think it's better to bring it up in the moment, meaning when your friend starts talking about some dude, being like, again, if this is, I think FaceTime probably better than a text because text people it always seems yes. worse than it is. And so just and you always have to add too many emojis. Exactly. To be like, I'm joking. It's fine. I love you. But just in a FaceTime where, where you could just be like, okay, I get it. Can we pivot to something that's not about manifesting a random and just like, you know, whatever the jokey kind of way you guys have with each other. Right. Because there is yeah. a way when you're kind of doing that and kind of doing something else and being like, you know, or you can joke and go, okay, I'm putting the timer on two minutes. You get to talk about this person for two minutes and then we're going to talk about the good fight. Or whatever it is. Something to just start to break that cycle that you guys are in. It's funny we're talking about this, isn't it? Because it it, it's almost like what we were just talking about with our parents. It's Ah, the same thing. It's like the thing of them talking about tragedies or stuff about our lives. It's like it it comes from that same place where it's like, oh, you're like, no, let's let's talk about something else. Let's yeah. yeah, You wanna connect, but you're doing it in the old way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. So maybe you do have to just do like, all right, new rule, and then play yep. the dun 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 yeah, dun, 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 dun Start the clock. <laughs> yes, Jesus yes. Christ! What if all they're doing is manifesting like, they're just, uh, Asher's friend is a size queen, and all they talk <laughs> about is is penis size, and that's the problem. Uh, can you imagine that I would re- if I was Asher? I don't even like a penis. <laughs> I want to hear about the size of a. Now, Liz, do you have time for one more question? Absolutely. All right. Here we go. Hi, Andy and Naomi and special guest. Um, I haven't practiced this. Probably should. I'll get another three minutes, though. Um, I'm in a relationship. Very in love. Um, Best thing ever. And didn't really expect to be at this point in my life. And it really, in many ways, was like, shocking at the beginning and shocking at all of the sort of stages of um, feeling secure and like maybe this will go on forever. Um, very early on, he told me like, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And I since have like said the same thing and we've kind of independently mused about what our lives would look like together and or what even a wedding would look like together. That said, those conversations have all come and gone and now I'm sort of wondering, like, how or if the actual question of, like, so are we, like, let's, let's do this. 
let's get married or like how to once those conversations have already happened spark it and I guess in many ways like it would just be about asking but in this world and in this moment where it's like oh we've already like we already agree like that's something that's going to happen um how like what is your advice about starting that conversation about um I don't know about asking somebody especially and maybe and I want to say non-traditional because it's not like oh I'm just waiting for the day for him to ask me but it's more like (laughs) hey like you know like I'm gonna have health insurance that you can get on and like but in order to do that like we gotta be married which we both said was cool so um I don't know I guess advice on that ideas on how to go about that in a world that isn't so straightforward as one like my parents did it so yeah thanks for answering us the answer and have a good week a peaceful <laughs> one at least bye okay I have a problem with this question though you yep. did not give me the most important piece of information, which is how long you've been together. True. Because I need the timeline of when you first had those early convos. Great point. Compared to where we're at now. Like, was that three months ago? Was that a year ago? Was that and three now, years ago? No, exactly. Yeah. That's, that for me, it does hinge on that. So me answering this without that information, I don't know. You're going to have to adjust the answer to suit your needs. Because like, I don't know. Naomi watching any Marvel movie. What's the timeline? What's going Honey, on? Is I go, this, where are we? Before, is I go, is it before Ant-Man? Is it after Ant-Man? Where am I? I never know. And then the TV shows. I said, honey, where are the TV shows in the timeline? I don't know what I'm looking at. Constantly screaming, confused. Yeah, I like when a you need like when a book has the characters up top and the years. Remember, like like an old Chekhov book <laughs> where it has all the. That's what we need for TV show. Let me get a map. Yeah. Yes, and like one of the yeah, like the maps, like um, you know, in the Tolkien Treasure. books, right? Yes, you open yes, it up and yes. like, okay, where is everybody? Yes, Who they fight I, with? Where? Yes. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. But I think, yeah, yeah. What, no, what do you thought? Do you have a thought on this? this I, I have a thought. Up. I have a thought. <laughs> I have a thought, and I'm sorry to say it, but my thought is I think that there's just a little fear here because it's so good, and I think that she's maybe you're a little bit scared to ah. lose it because I think the clear, you know, just from an objective perspective, you go, oh, great, you already talked about it. You're just bring it up. Hey, by the way, so is that something we want to talk about? seriously i'm i'm ready if you are and if not let's talk about that that's kind of the like that's what you would do if there was nothing on the line so that makes me think there's something big on the line you keep saying like this is you weren't expecting this and you're happier than you've ever been so that's obviously a really scary place to be because Mm. you're likely vulnerable and you don't want to lose that and so you're hoping that it will you don't want to even open up a possibility that no could be an answer. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. But I, wow. Liz, wow. Somebody wow. really came in here. Incisive. Wow. Tough. Tough. So I, I think, again, I guess that does just come back to the the urgency and the timeline of it all. And if there's not as much urgency and it's only been a year or something, then maybe you say, okay, I'm going to just try to live in the uncertainty for a bit. But if it's a while and it's starting to feel like it's got to be now or never, then you might have to open yourself up to that possibility of an answer you don't love but hey you're also opening yourself up to an answer you do love so that could be great too yeah right but then i also think as much as the answer you don't love is going to be painful it's also going to be clarifying this is the same thing with the previous person talking about their friend where it's like the answer will be your answer 
Yes. It will literally let you know what you do next. And in a totally. way, knowing what you do next can be so helpful. Yeah. Totally. It can be so helpful. And you have to figure out whether the possibility. So I lived a lot of my life in a Schrodinger's box in which uh, I was both alive and dead at the same time. And I feared. Go- so Schrodinger has this famous. I yeah, mean, the you're cat. the smartest person I've ever talked to. Every <laughs> two minutes, you're bringing up some crazy word that I'm like, I, I can't even, I can't ask. This, you're bringing up philosophy. I you're know. bringing up psychology. I know. You went to school near Brown. You know this stuff. <laughs> But, but Schrodinger was a scientist. He had the cat. Schrodinger was a scientist. The, I'll, I'll just do the very short version. Yes, please. The famous thought experiment about quantum mechanics was that uh, it doesn't work so well in uh, in the real world. And basically saying that, like, if you have a cat in a uh, box and you don't see, uh, you can't see it, and uh, there's a little um, quantum dealy. Uh, that has a 50% chance of kicking off a particle that will then turn on this uh, faucet that'll pump out uh, poison into the box and a 50% chance that it won't. But uh, because of quantum mechanics, uh, you don't... uh, you can't until you observe something. You can't know what's happening in there. No, not it's not just that. It's that the actual particle doesn't choose, doesn't make one go one way or the other until oh, you actually Lord. observe it. Oh, so until Lord. you actually open the box and observe what's going on, the cat is both alive and dead at the same time because the quantum state hasn't ch- hasn't had to make a decision because it wasn't observed. Okay, no, no, no. I so, see, I see, I see. Wow. I just know so, cat's alive and I, dead. But I use that as a metaphor for myself because there, I I was happy not knowing i was happier mm. living uh-huh. in I that w- alive dead state that like uncollapsed quantum waveform yeah. i was happier living that than either having the joy of the yes or the disappointment of the no yes so relatable so relatable even, even the joy and i think i wonder if this is part of of the fear is that even the joy was scary yes the possibility of mm. like whatever that joy was uh I was afraid of that. And it was easier to just be in this kind of like, maybe, well, maybe, that, <laughs> maybe that'll be good. Totally. It was to actually experience the, the actual goodness or the disappointment. Yes. Especially because sometimes at least the closest I can come to is um, when it comes to work stuff. For me, the goodness that yes, say the yes or the next step means more work. And another True. chance to be evaluated and another yes. chance to be cut off and another chance to get more invested me, yes. which then makes it hurt more. So it's yes. like the yes is good, but then it comes with some stuff. And the same thing with like, you know, the decision to marry a person like yeah. it's good, but it's like, OK, now you're about to bind your finances. Now you're about to yeah. legally wed. Now you're going to take on whatever that person's crap is. Everything for their to mama drama to their bad credit. You take it all. List. <laughs> you have to make a guest list and <laughs> addresses <laughs> like so it you know it does come with more but i Great think I, but i think you're right though Alyssa, where it's like look if this is this person you love and you know part of loving this person has got to be a feeling of comfort with them yes. which means you should be able to have this conversation yep and you should be able to have it just like in a chill moment especially because one of the things you said at the end which i think is like perfectly uh valid where you're like hey so i get to add a dependent but i have to do it by x date do you want to do this now or you want to wait till like the next calendar year or whatever if that's if, if the, for instance this person is like health insurance right or something like right that. it's like do you want to do this or not like do you want to do it for that again not trying to sneak a proposal out of someone or trick <laughs> someone but it's like if that is part of this for you 
and sort of the practicalities of a union, then I think you can talk about it that way. Maybe. Meaning like, what are the, what, tell me, tell me. I'm actually going to go against that. Wow, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you should like kind of sneak it in that way. I think if you're going to, this is the thing, when I proposed to you and- it was a a pretty down to earth proposal because I was like, "This is the first." What, real what's choice. that on the floor? <laughs> oh, oh, well, what do you say? Huh? <laughs> I tripped and the ring fell out of my pocket. And I'm like, "Hey, can you get that for me?" <laughs> no, because I was like, I had I had lived in Schrodinger's box for so long. I wanted to just make a a fucking choice and be bold about it. And I think. I think with things like this, you should be a little more bold than yeah. just like a, than just like well uh, the. But she's not trying to get a proposal as much as say, do we still want to do this? But I'm saying do that, and if ask. so, what is what's the timeline you had in mind? And I'm saying be bold with that, even just to like bring it up. Don't bring it up on the slide. Be like, I hey, we've talked about this, and I'm. I say, I say, you want some coverage? You want some health coverage? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it is sort of a soft bribe, isn't it? <laughs> now that now that we unpack it like that, it is sort of like I don't know. Could be nice. I mean, I would hate if you got in a terrible accident and weren't covered. I do have a solution. <laughs> yeah, it's got real mafia vibes to it. <laughs> okay, fine. You don't want a mafia your partner. You don't want to tell them they could possibly sleep with the fishes if they didn't make this choice. Yeah, um, is that a possibility? Can you put a horse head in the bed? <laughs> oh, Listen, head. I went to school near Brown. I got some folks that can help you out with that if you need to have help with that. You know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I listen to that Crime Town podcast. I yeah. know what's going on in Providence. Hey, there were a lot of a lot of inaccuracies on that podcast. <laughs> hey, uh, defendant. <laughs> hey, so hey. Funny. <laughs> now Liz is tucking in her shirt. Hey, wait a minute. Hey, <laughs> were you just talking about that podcast? <laughs> yeah. yeah I gotta get ready. Yeah. I gotta I gotta rearrange myself if we're gonna get into that. Oh my goodness, Alyssa. Uh, Alyssa. 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 Uh, Alyssa. What a great way to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. You are the best. Thanks and... for having me. This was so great. And you guys, we will see you next week. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.